Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. Hi, Jack. Welcome to the show. Good morning. My name is Jack Dillender, and I've been practicing uh, alternative medical solutions, as I call it, um, since 1997. Actually, I, I've been interested in the, the the body. That's kind of my real specialty, if you could say that. Um, from the time I was 10, I became very obsessed and started working out as, at a very young age. Uh, you know, went to went through all different uh, aspects of understanding and uh, how the body functions. I wasn't really too interested, I guess, in a lot of what the medical industry was doing back then, because <clears throat> that takes you back to the 70s. And in the 70s, they didn't really know what they were doing. They they would guess, or at least they would seem like they would guess. You know, one week this would be the medical darling, and then the next week, you know, you'd have another one, and they would oppose the first one. So it was kind of a battle back and forth. Um, but uh, I think because of that, I started kind of doing a lot of my own investigation. There are some really exciting things uh, that we need to talk about, and they kind of relate to everything else uh, that's going on in the world. Um, and that is uh, um, the connection between uh, the divine and who we are and uh, through the energy systems uh, and how that relates to the lymphatic system of the body and how we can change, make the changes to um, our lifestyles and uh, health care and the health care system to create a health care system uh, that would best serve uh humanity and you know us as individuals and and make uh make our lives um make sense and work better function and purpose and how they relate to the body how about that (laughs) i had no idea that your your journey was so long um, you know, a lot of people get started on this later in life, and that's kind of what we're accustomed to hearing is people that have had um, medical issues, medical conditions, and things like that, and that's when the light bulb goes off. So I wanted to ask before you kind of got too far along is when you say around 10 years old is when you started with working out, and then you kind of talked about the medical industry just being uh, kind of like hot and cold on what what they were doing because we know still they're practicing they they've always been practicing medicine there's no one that's a that's an expert right and so can you tell us like in that time frame what what did you see what was happening at that time of your um coming into being a teenager do you remember any medical quote-unquote advances or um conflicts that were happening at that time that stand out to you i think back then you know that there was still so much growth in different directions um you know some as far as the medical goes i mean obviously there's a lot of alternative stuff that had been around you know back at the turn of the century i think there was a lot of really great um I think there's some really great practitioners. I think back then we were going in a really good direction. You know, you had Dr. Uh, 
you know, uh, Dr. Still, who had the, who's developing the cranial sacral and the, and the osteopathic school. And then, you know, the, the Vader technique for like lymphatics goes back to, what is it, the 1880s, something like that. And so there, you know, I think that was a really exciting time. Um, and there was some of that that was lingering around, but uh, it seemed like a lot, so much was being suppressed by the allopathic medicine. But I, you know, I kind of went through all that um, that cycle, and and it seemed like it was kind of hectic. And you know, like I said, one day, you know, this was the darling; the next day, it was something else. And um, as far as the the vitamins and stuff goes, uh, or at least what they were pushing or saying, what was the new and latest and greatest thing? Yeah, I think that that's that that's an important thing to point out is, you know, we talk a lot about Rockefeller medicine and, uh, you know, Rockefeller medicine came in and these people are very smart. They knew what they were doing. Um, they knew how to just even from that early on control the propaganda, right? You have to create the problem and then sell the solution. That's nothing new. So people that might be a little bit younger, like looking at the events that are happening now, um, that might be waking up to it, um, that have not dove back into medical history, you know, in the process of how everything happened, they're just going to be unknowing. So that's a very important element to what we're doing here is taking what's been suppressed and what's been propagandized. There's so many people that want to try alternative medicine that are discouraged from just their people and their surroundings because they're still a victim to the propaganda of Rockefeller medicine, right? Um, and it's it's Western medicine. Now you look at Asian cultures, um, they're very much still into holistic healing um, as well as other cultures as well. The West is the one that's really um, pharmaceutical driven and everything is kind of fake and created and made up um, everything from the problems you have to the pills you take to quote unquote solve those problems, which we know that doesn't really work. Um, but we live in a society where if you say, oh, well, I'm trying these herbs or drinking these teas or doing lymphatic drainage and meditating and all those things, people that live in a, the regular hustle bustle world will look at you side eyed because they just don't believe in it. These are the people that will take the Tylenol for the headache and ignore what is the root cause of the headache. So not being looked at as a whole, we're just look, being looked at as signs and symptoms and given medication and hoping for the best. Again, they're still practicing medicine. So moving forward to the research that you've done, I know that you do specialize in lymphatic drainage and things like that. So I was wondering if you can give us a little bit of information as far as history and technique to lymphatic drainage. When I have spoken to uh, medical doctors, oftentimes they don't seem to, uh, those that don't specialize in the lymphatic system, they don't, they don't seem to have a very uh, good knowledge base of the lymphatic system. And but the lymphatic system is uh, extremely important and also kind of crosses over into the um, chakras, chakra systems. Um, uh, if you look at uh, where they are, uh, where the main glands are, they, they correspond to the different um, chakra system, uh, chakras, which is very interesting. Uh, it shows, you know, relatedness of uh, kind of, how everything's put together. Um, but the lymphatic system, 
usually is activated mostly like when you're moving. That's why, you know, I always say that, you know, the body is designed to move. It's like each day, if, if you're not moving forward, you're kind of going backward. Movement is, is, is extremely important for the body. I mean, it's, it's essential, uh, especially with the lymphatic system. You know, you got to get it pumping and moving. You know, it, it, uh, it flows, you know, you have the, the system that runs throughout your whole body and helps you to, you know, regulate your body with um, warmth and <clears throat> coolness and things like that. And, you know, if you get too hot, excess uh, sweating. So it also, um, it moves the uh, interstitial fluid uh, throughout the body, you know, as um, things go through, they, they kind of settle into the body. And so the, the lymphatic system uh, works, you know, sort of like the veins where it, you know, pulls the interstitial fluid up into the gland system. And then uh, really great thing that I love about lymphatic drainage is um, I think it's a really powerful and very much overlooked system of the body. Well, here's something that's really exciting. Sorry, uh, there's, there's so many great things to talk about. But, but when I was at the, uh, I was in Columbia, Missouri, I, I happened to uh, run into one of the doctors, Guy McCormick, who was one of the main researchers for doing energy medicine. And there was a crossover, you know, there was a crossover, this is where I was going, there's a crossover between uh, the lymph system and the chakras, like I was saying. And he was always, you know, his in his research, because even now, if you look at energy and alternative medicine research at the NIH, uh, you'll find Guy McCormick. Um, he's, he's a super nice guy. But, but there is a crossover you know, between the lymphatics, and he was always trying to find what what is the active mechanisms um, that allows this this transference of energy. Um, and so he said, and, and you know, I had lunch with him one time, and he said, he said, you know, that's where um, he said that, that's the one thing I I can't figure out. I can't figure out where where this kind of goes back and forth. And and uh, you know, if you look at uh, the lymphatic system and the chakra system and how they're kind of woven together somewhere in there is the mechanism that that he was uh he was always looking for but never found but but there is a relationship and there is this uh this this importance um you know and allopathic medicine tries to treat it with physical you know come back with a physical thing it's not a physical thing it's an energy thing do you know what i'm saying and so that's um, why I, I do know what you're saying. I think that, um, you know, you're really on a good track. And so before we get a little overwhelmed with the thoughts of things, try to break some of that down a little bit for us. So when you're saying that it's energy based, how so? Explain that. Explain the healing through energy as opposed to everything else that we're throwing at it. So we're talking about energy. What are we talking about? We're talking about from God. God uses viruses to to help people grow and stuff like that. You ever look at sickness? You ever look at illness where where it's like, you know, when somebody gets ill, um, it's like it's an opportunity. And and on the other side of the, when they get healthy, they've actually grown. They've actually learned. They've actually developed. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like it it gives you an opportunity for God to say, okay you can you can go to the next level do you know what i mean and the, and the viruses mixes things up so much that it kind of confuses people where, where they kind of forget who they were so then you get back into muscle memory and where i was talking about doing you know like it, our bodies are, are made to heal like that they really are and it we get in the way our emotions our head our energy block it we block it out right 
So if we get everything out, we're clear, we're directly straight with God. You do that, I swear you can heal immediately, immediately, because we're energy-based. We're not physical-based. And they have us convinced that we're physical-based, and that's part of our problem, spiritually and, and with our medical concerns. That That is, I, I can prove this. It's the, the mind and the, and the emotions get in the way of, of, of what we're capable of as human beings because we're energy beings. And that's what that's what a virus is. It's based on energy. So you can get rid of it like that. That's what homeopathy does is it's it's is it's energy based medicine. Right. It's energy based. And so you can use it because it's it's the same thing in for healthcare services for the for the people of Colorado. That, that was my platform. I mean, I was like so excited about it. But anyway, when I was talking on spaces, I did get some feedback and people are excited about, you know, exploring other options and stuff like that. You know, I think it's I think right now we've got a perfect time to, you know, with with people. I, I think this was divinely set up. I do. I, I swear this was divinely set up for us to trash that system of medicine and, and reestablish a whole new system. Now's the now's the time. And I keep telling her, look, you've got so many great new, you know, if she'd ever let me do what I want to do, she's got so many great things going on. I mean, there's so many she's got so many powerful options as far as like, you know, dealing with Corona and things like that. It's like it would just we, I keep saying, look, your industry of any others needs needs to grab this bull, grab this opportunity and take it for everything it's worth. Because it's yours. These people sold out the, the, you know, the American people. They did us a disservice, and you have the answer for them. You know, the herbal remedies, all the things that she does, the homeopathy, the, you know, you know what I'm saying. Now's the time more than any, any, and and it's like it's gonna take somebody courageous or maybe something like this to spawn somebody that that will inspire that to happen. But it's, you know, I think that's why this is happening. One of the reasons why. You know this corona got you know happened and you know like 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 the like the uh Arabic doctor said one time you know five thousand years ago once once medicine becomes about money you may as well throw out the medicine and and um um you know that that's that's absolutely true when you look around at this industry i mean you know you know they they they, they pat themselves on the back but they're 50 percent at doing what they do which is really the body can do that anyway do you know what I mean? So they're really not doing any good. They're probably doing more bad than good. Anyway, you know, sorry. Jack, I do absolutely agree with you. And we've had several holistic specialists on, and we've talked about the revamping of uh, what we consider to be healthcare. What is healthcare is not really healthcare. And right. you see so many nurses and doctors that have left. Um, that, have, that have left something they felt truly called to and started to explore this kind of medicine. You have a lot of people with great resources that is looking to get out of this system and do something new. Absolutely. Now right. is the time for that to happen. I just I don't know what the holdup is. You see the resistance of, of even even at this juncture the the re resistance to going in a different direction and these and these doc you know you know we get on these spaces right you have doctors and nurses and 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 the fact that you know people when they come in the room people still lay down for them is a sign that how brainwashed we are right it's just kind of re repackaged in in this in in this current moment 
but but we're so brainwashed to allopathic medicine has all the answers. People are willing to lay down their lives for these people all the time. And when we're in the spaces and you watch these doctors come in, people just change. And it's like I, you, you know, most people look and they they look at doctors in in very highest high esteem. When when I meet a doctor, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you, you've been so brainwashed. And I, I think most doctors are the stupidest people on the earth. But that's just me, you know. Um, and especially, and it's because I know the body the way that I do. And I look at the amount of harm that they're doing. And I'm like, oh, my God. There are days when I hear stories about some of the stuff that they do. And I, I'm about ready to just go explode on them. You know, like, what are you doing? You've just destroyed this person's life. And they're like, well, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, it's important. You know, you guys are blowing right over principles and things like that that you don't even understand because you're so arrogant. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you really look at what this person needs, what you did was the complete opposite. You did way more harm than you ever could have done any good. And I have to tell you this story. There was one day I was walking through the grocery store and I saw this man and he had his, his son with them. And his son was like nine or 10. And it's like, he was walking out and, and he had a disability, you know? And I'm like, I, I, right after I said hi to them and I passed, I sat down on the bench and I just cried. I cried and I said, look, I know I can help that kid, but I'll never get the opportunity. And that just crushed me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know I can help him. And, and they're going to be so sold on going this other direction that they're never going to give me the opportunity. And it just, it, it really, it just destroyed me. I was so broken up by that. You know, there's so many other great things that we can do. You know, like Kim said, you know, homeopathy, you know, the problem, what's the problem with homeopathy? It costs nothing. You can do it. You can, you can get, get it to all these people and get rid of most of it just like that. But the way I know it, I, I know uh, viruses are energy based. They energy based. So, the, I was explaining the difference between chickley and and butter. What chickley did is, you know, as a do, and in this century, they were able to take cadavers and you know do the blue dye and and find out what what is the best method, what is the best technique of moving the lymph the lymph around, you know, or or uh, how to activate the system the best. And so he developed techniques. Um, you know, on his own. So now there's the Chickley method. Um, that's why I ended up learning the Chickley method as opposed to the Vodder method, because I figured that he already knew what the Vodder method was. So he's just trying to, you know, expand on, on what was known up to that point. So that's why I, I chose Chickley and it's beautiful. So like, say for example, but like, let's say if you have a gland removed, um, with the using the chickley method, you can actually retrain uh, the lymphanges to go to the other. To, the body kind of does this naturally on its own. It goes to the other, the next most efficient. This is the beautiful thing about the system. It always it always does what's the next best option. Um, it, the lymphanges will do that, but the system does it too on its own. But like you can re re. Uh, establish where the lymphanges goes and make it go to another gland. Do you know what I mean? So if you have your left one removed, you can reroute it to make it go to the next most efficient gland in the body. 
um, so to the other side or to the to the next gland or something like that. That's what's really great about what Chickley, you know, developed. I believe the the healing mechanisms in the body to kick into gear, we have to be in the parasympathetic system. If you're in the sympathetic system, you can't heal. The mechanisms won't be open. The channels won't open. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they'll stay closed. So in, in other words, if you're always trying to fight the tiger, right, the mechanisms inside your body won't shift into a healing posture. So you have a practice where you have people that come to you that are ill and you take them step by step and walk them through it? So I really went in because to learn uh, because I had a patient and I cared about this patient. So I, you know, I've never been a rich person and because money, I don't really care about money, <laughs> but it's gotten me into trouble. But um, so, you know, to me, $800 was a lot of money, but so but I, I cared about this person, so I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to help, so I, I, I did this, and I went. But what I found is, is talk about discrimination. Um, they they don't like men doing stuff like this because I don't know. People feel really funny. The lymphatic system is oftentimes in sensitive areas, you know, like around the breast, around the groin, and stuff like that. So, you know. Uh, like uh, I, I've signed up for all these clinics, you know, to to help people, and uh, they don't they don't want men, is what I found out. So uh, that's pretty incredible that you say that because healing from the breast implant illness, I looked up um, people in my area that specialize in lymphatic massage. <laughs> and I went to a male. I think um, for me personally, I was looking at the credentials and the reviews and uh, went in and spoke to him about how long he's been doing it and like what kind of success he's had. I don't care if it's a male or a female. To me, it's like when you go through such a terrible, sick time in your life and you're ready to start healing, what mattered to me was, you know, somebody that's gonna be knowing what they're doing. And, and that was always the hope that, that you would actually have to get people to that level of, of critical care where it doesn't matter the health or the, the outcome or, or the benefit or the, you know, the lifestyle change is going to be well, I don't care who, who the therapist is, get rid of it or move, whatever that that's always the hope. But see, I guess I'm talking from the experience that I had for, you know, going through this 15 years ago, I I'm sure I, I hope that it's changed since then. And it sounds like maybe it has, I mean, if you're at that level, cause that's really what it, you know, when I was thinking about a shift in the industry, that's what I was looking for. At what level are you guys going to get serious about your healthcare? And you look at serious options. And these guys, these allopathic guys are just willing to go to the wall, the death to it. So they're, they're not going to give up. So we got to take it from them is how I see it. Is that what you currently do now? Do you have like a clinic where you help people, people come to you and say, this is my issue you know, can you take me step by step and how to get through it was my question. Well, that's where we're going to go. So I showed you the labyrinth. Yes, you saw the picture. Well, I guess, I don't know if you guys want to go there, but but it's all tied together. So, I mean, this is all divine, you know that. <laughs> so about, I guess, three and a half years ago, right before COVID, actually, 
I was in Missouri and, and uh, I was called to come out here. Uh, about So about three years, three and a half years ago, I came out here uh, and I had just evolved into my level of understanding of the processes of energy and and um, the spiritual aspect behind it. And, and God said, it's, you got to go. It's time to go. And so I turned around to my friends in Missouri and I said, now you watch the second I make it over that mountain, the, this world is going to collapse. And I swear within a couple of months, COVID came out. In fact, it's really interesting. But so we went and we were flying around Hawaii and, and on one of our flights, you know, originally they, they talked about COVID and how it came out, um, came from this Chinese couple, right? That was the original. And we were on one of those flights. And so when we touched down in Denver coming back, Kim was full blown COVID. So Kim just, this is the really cool thing, right? So Kim just bought this retreat center and it has the labyrinth in it, right? And it's, uh, like I was saying, it, it's um, part of supposedly the labyrinth is a copy of a pattern that was on Mother Mary's dress uh, when Jesus was born. And it's connected to and related to the one in Chart Chartreuse, France. So that's what we want to do up at the retreat center is do, is do a lot of this healing work. And COVID really screwed us up because we were planning on doing this three years or two years ago anyway. And, and uh, you know, we just haven't been able to get any traction. And so, but Kim, you know, we finally got it all together and we're, we're getting it, we're getting it going. And I think it, we're going to do some really exciting things. You know, I think a lot of really great things are going to come about with, with this retreat center. Um, but we're going to do all kinds of things, hydrotherapy, you know, different hydrotherapies. Uh, you know, she's, she says, you know, she's going to do a colonic machine. I want to do uh, writing my grant. I told you I wrote a grant. Yeah. The National Institute of Health. And, and um, uh, that was, that was a really, that was a really challenging time. Um, I've never written a grant before and it was supposed to be, uh, I was, we had a uh, one of the leading microbiologists who was supposed to write the grant, and he ended up getting sick and getting cancer. He was a qigong specialist. Qigong is all about energy, and and he kind of knew about my work. He understood. In fact, uh, I one of the I had only met him once, and I went to one of his classes uh, to meet him the second time. And in the class, he introduced me as. Uh, uh, the world's best energy healer. And I'm like, you don't even know me, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, I gave him the opportunity for me to work on him and he had cancer and, uh, and he didn't want to, he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to, he didn't want me to work on him. And sometimes that's happened. You know, sometimes that happens that people just, they, they want to, they're, you know, they're ready when they're ready, they're ready. And he's, you know, I I've had people like that. And, you know, like I say, you know, I'll open up a door and I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be up to you and God. And that's all I can do is open up the door. <laughs> and so one, one thing I wrote in my, in my grant to the National Institute of Health was, um, I said, I can't guarantee the outcome, uh, but, but I can always guarantee uh, that every person that I work on experiences a sense of peace. Do you know what I mean? Uh, which is a great thing. And, and at the right moment, 
there's nothing more valuable. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I started out, it was really interesting. Um, I was working at a chiropractor's office and, uh, uh, you know, God, God would always, you know, bring things uh, up that I needed, that I was needed to see, I guess. And so I would have different experiences. Like a lady came in one time and she's like, you know, I can't, I'm having trouble with my shoulder. I can't, uh, you know, I can't move my shoulder. And so, you know, I would try and work on her and, and it would, it, uh, it was too painful. And so I realized after the first five minutes that literally there was nothing that I could do that was going to help this lady except put my hands on her. And so I just put my hands on her and didn't move them for 45 minutes. And when she got up, she said, what did you do? My, my shoulders all, it's all better. <laughs> Cause I didn't move the whole time. You know, it was just an energy. So God was trying to show me, hey, you know, there's something else going on you need to pay attention to. But there would always be little things like that, you know, that would happen. And uh, um, so then that, you know, caught the attention of uh, uh, the doctor that I ended up working with for uh, like seven years, Dr. Ackerme, fascinating woman. She had a little practice in, in Missouri where I was from. So I started working in her office and, and you know, uh, it, it kind of started expanding with her she you know she said to me uh she wanted me to work on her twice a week because she loved loved my work and and uh and i said well okay that's great but one of the days has to be energy because i i really think that this is the direction i need to go and she said that's fine so i would i worked with her you know and then and then i started working with other other patients and we and and had great success so everything that we did is documented you know it was all documented medically you know all the um uh, like there was one guy who had like one kidney and um, he was diabetic and he was on all this medicine. I got him to where he was down to nothing. And that was just doing energy work, you know, and stuff like that. And then I had, uh, and then I had a, a, a guy who had prostate cancer, Clarence, beautiful. And, um, you know, that's when I realized that, you know, striving to have a good life is one thing, but I think we can all get a, we can all have a good death. Do you know what I mean? And it's really important. You know, I watch these people get pumped with drugs and they just take them out. It's disgusting. Do you know what I mean? And I think we can. Wait, I do know what you mean. I and I, I, can agree. Agree. And I, can, yeah. I can hear in your voice that, you know, this is you're very connected to these people. And I don't think that you'll find a lot of doctors that talk about um, their patients in this same manner. Um, but I, I would presume it's a lot different because you're giving them energy, you're exchanging energy with them, you are very invested in them, and that's a beautiful thing. Claire, Clarence uh, had prostate cancer, and he his PSA was in the 800s, you know, super high. And and uh, so, you know, I talked to Clarence and I said, Well, uh, you know, after after three sessions, we tested it again. This is what I mean, it was documented, and it had dropped to half with no allopathic. With no allopathic medicine, it dropped to half. It, it dropped down to 400. And so we were going in a good direction. I said, Clarence, look, I said, you're, you're going to have to decide. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? You know, do you, what do you, what do you want to do? And, and you don't have to answer me, but, you know, you have to make this choice. You know, it's up to you. What, what you want to, he was 76. And finally he said, I just want to do, I just want you to work on my legs, you know, just do some physical work on my legs. I don't want to do the energy work anymore. 
And really, I knew then that he had made his choice. Um, and, you know, so so I always did him on on Wednesdays and and um, and I came in one Wednesday and uh, I would go over to his house and, uh, and I um, so I went to work on Wednesday and I got the call that, you know, I don't need to come. I don't need to come over today. And he was still alive. And so I, instead of, uh, you know, I had the hour and a half or whatever it was. And so instead of trying to do anything else, I went in and I meditated. And in my mind's eye, I could see uh, it must have been the exact same time. But I could see him like on the back of a horse drawn buggy. And he looked back and he waved at me. <laughs> and he died right then. I'm, I'm sure. But he made his choice. You know, and that's what I mean. You open up the door and it's. And that's and and that's the way it should be, you know. They're really when, when we're devout people, you know. And I say this when, when we have that kind of relationship with God, you know. Like I said, what difference does it make where I serve you from? I can serve you from here. I can serve you from there. It doesn't matter. And then you can have a good transition because we're in full awareness of who we are. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, God, you know, it's between me and you. Where do you want me to be? I'm here for you. Do you know what I mean? If you want to take me off the earth, if you're ready for that, I'm ready for that. You can have a great transition. Do you know what I mean? It could be a really great thing. So anyway, uh, that was a great experience, uh, you know. And, and his family loved me, you know. I mean, they when I saw them, when I saw his wife ten years later, man, she came up and she said, nah, "You have no idea what you meant for our family." I, I, I'm like, that's the way it should be. Do you know what I mean? Pain is a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, it tells us so much. It, it, it guides us, tells us, and and yet we we treat it like a demon. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's not a demon. It's a friend. It tells us. It gives us information about what's going on. And oftentimes, when when we experience something uh, here, um, you know, there's emotional and mental in it, and 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 when we get trapped in different areas in our body it'll it'll cause problems like like hypertension or something like that so so like so dr stephen kaufman i think i talked about him uh he developed he uh these techniques called pain neutralization now uh you know he was a chiropractor and he you know he got to this point he said you know there's got to be something else there's got to be something more and so he quit he said he quit his practice and he said one day he was working out and he said, all of a sudden I noticed that when I was working out that my, my hand spontaneously opened up. And he said, I know that there's something to that. Why, why would it, why is, what's the spontaneousness? And he said, so he started to meditate and explore options and talk to people. And so he developed uh, uh, techniques called pain, that he calls pain neutralization. Um, five different techniques he may have developed more. I've developed more from his techniques um, uh, to get rid of any pain, uh, pretty much any pain in any part of the body. Now, the problem is, is that, you know, the person has to be ready for it. And and uh, uh, um, sometimes it's like automatic. You could have pain in your body for, for, for years and all of a sudden you just hit the right buttons and boom, it goes. So he developed five different techniques, uh, which are which are great, um, amazing, really. But the main thing is, is right in through here. You know, when the when this area gets tight and tense, right? Um, 
So the energy circles, cycles around the body. And if it comes down, it gets stopped, right? And it gets, it stops. And that's where this crossover between energy and physical comes in, right? So then it gets stopped and then it makes the tissue, the physical part of it, expand. If it's right here, it's going to put pressure on your, your, uh, your, uh, your, the carotid artery. Yeah, right. Your artery. So when that when the tissue puts pressure on the artery, your 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 blood pressure goes up, right? So you do these techniques, and part of the big part of it is is to get somebody into the parasympathetic, so it shifts you into the parasympathetic, and then you also decrease the pressure on the nerve or the tissue, and then it you know all this loose loosens up, and 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 all of a sudden your blood pressure goes down. And you may never get it again. You may never have it. And he said it does not matter whether you're obese or whether you're, you know, you have some other kind of, you know, thing going on. Once you do these these things, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? And these guys. So I was telling this to a resident one time who came into my office. I was working with this this uh, uh, MD resident at the University of Missouri where I was. And and she said it's funny that we're having this conversation. I said, why is that? She goes, because the the her doctor um, had just come in that morning and said, if you ever put me on hypertension medicine, you just should just shoot me in the head. She goes, it's so destructive to your. He said it's so destructive to your body. That says a lot. Do you know what I mean? And so here's here's Kaufman. You know, fifteen minutes. You you do these things and it's gone and this guy's going to give you some medicine that's going to kill you why are we still doing that and why aren't we doing this other stuff you know there's some really great things out there you know um i was thinking it was um because i've i've been seeing people online and they do different techniques and whenever they release a certain pain it brings out like a lot of like trapped trauma from their childhood and yeah. stuff like that and a lot of them will like really like cry like really cry and um they you know is that part of this it can be um certainly i mean you know oftentimes it's it you know it's connected uh to you know to some emotional or mental mental thing you know that you know what is it what what is the thing is it is it a, is it a thought you you know you've adopted that that uh, doesn't work you know and that that's where that's where you get back into the spiritual aspect i mean you know you talk about the 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 principles and values you know about god and religion and stuff like that those are the same principles that govern the body do you know what i mean tell me there's not a connection do you know what I mean? If I were an open person, free thinking person, I wouldn't be blocked up, which wouldn't be killing me. But because I'm not, I'm stuck in this other world. Do you know what I mean? I'm not abiding by the principles that I was given. And so my body's suffering and it, it has these other consequences or it has these other effects. Do you know what I mean? That's why they're connected. And you go, there's no God. It's like, how can you say there's no God? All these same things are all connected. Just real quick. So, so like, so like cancer, how many times have you heard, well, this person just automatically got cured of their cancer. Their, their body just took care of it. Right. Right. Well, what is the one thing that happens usually when they get there, they're, they become, they, they get to the point where they have to face their fear of death. Right. I'm looking death in the face and you go, okay, I'm ready. You know, or my, my thing that I said earlier, look, 
I'm here to serve you. I don't care. You, you know, it doesn't matter to me. You want to take me out of here? Take me out of here. So once you reach that level, mental, emotional, I release it. I'm, I give up. I can't, I'm not in control. What happens? The cancer goes away. Why? It's supposed to get you to that point where you surrender. You weren't surrendering on your own. So God said, hey, man, I'm going to make it happen. And when you surrender, it goes. Or you go and it, and it doesn't matter because, it, because you got your answer. Hey, look, it's okay. God needs me somewhere else and it's all right. So for the person that could be listening to this episode that, you know, maybe hasn't developed a relationship with God and you're talking about these principles, can you explain that just a little bit more when you're talking about like these basic principles that we're supposed to live by? Would you mind talking about that? Like I said, a lot of the, it's all related. I mean, this is where we have an opportunity. You know, we have an opportunity to go, look, we really are something great. Do you know what I mean? We, we really, we are, we are worthy of all the greatness that uh, we were told that we were. And, and uh, um, we just haven't been doing what we need to do, you know? Um, and so as far as that goes, uh, you know, you're talking about the, you know, the, um, you know, like uh, getting rid of your fears and living in the moment and all these things like that. You know, it's like you, you can live in that. And that that's another part of that instantaneous healing. The more you're in the moment, the more that your body can heal itself immediately. Do you know what I mean? Um, and memory plays a part in that, too. <clears throat> but um, but, you know, so so these kind of principles. So so they can <clears throat> you, you, let's say if you don't believe in God you know, you still certainly can see if you're logical and you're not like, you know, have some kind of a, a, a mental block or whatever. Um, I was going to say liberal, but never mind. I, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I almost said demon. So same. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so you don't really have to, have to believe in God. If you believe in these principles, uh, you can still reach the same effect to a level. So like what I was saying to somebody yesterday is like, we're all living in this sphere and there's all different kinds of belief systems, but there's only one way completely out of it. And that's through God. And that's the only way where some of this is, is available to you. Now, a lot of it is if you abide by the principles of, you know, I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to take good care of my body because I love me. And by me, loving me means I'm going to do good things to myself, like eat healthy and, you know, watch what I, you know, exercise and do, do things like that. So, so you don't have to get that part point to, to, to have a lot of, to have access to this type of healing or experience. I mean, that's what we're all made of anyway. You know, like Einstein said, right? <clears throat> we're all energy. Everything's energy. And then it's defining it and understanding it and what are the principles that govern it, that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And so you don't have to add the God part, but it sure is going to limit you. You know, a lot of the people where I live are, are Buddhists and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, and, um, you know, they have their, their ways and their ways of doing things. And I look at what they're doing and I say, well, you know, you guys are doing great things, but it's still limited until you get to this point. You just have to. I mean, it just, it's just the way 
that's just the final piece. And without it, you know, you get what you get. Um, but what I found when you go through that other piece, which is the truth, um, miracles are common. You know, they're pretty normal, what we consider miracles. They're not really miracles. Um, the last year I was really in practice, I kept getting this message, you know, from, from God, because I, that that's what I've really done in the last 30 years is try to f listen to God. What is God saying to me? What, you know, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? So that's what I've done. And that's, and you know, and that, that was true for my practice and it was true for, um, you know, in life in general, uh, they, they, they work the same. There's the, the same idea about the principles again. You know, you apply these same principles to to the healing process. And um, anyway, got, you know, I got this message saying, you know, God said, hey, uh, I want you to build a bridge. And I'm like, OK, you know, it's kind of like the Bill. I don't know. You, you guys are probably too young, but Bill Cosby had an album, you know, and he's he's like, so you hear these sawing sounds. And, and you know, and you, God says, you know, Noah or yeah, yeah, Noah, you know, um, and he says, yes, God. And he says, I want you to build a, an ark. And, he, and he's, you hear him sign. He goes, well, what's an ark? <laughs> you know? and, but anyway, um, so so anyway, I'm doing that. I, I get this message. You got to build a bridge. And I'm like, OK, uh, what's the bridge? You know, and, um, as I'm working. So what God was showing me was step by step from physical to, to complete energy uh, which com the completeness of the energy ends at God's feet and um, uh, so to speak. So there's a bridge going all the way from the physical all the way to God, basically. And, 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 and coming from the physical point, I wasn't doing, I wasn't trying to do this like energetically doing energy healing. It was, it was uh, more like I was trying to maintain the massage practice and, and and the pain neutralization and and using some of these techniques and um <clears throat> so for that year for a whole year i kept you know getting messages and then i you know I, god would show me things about the human body that uh there's no way the medical industry would ever believe me <laughs> but it's the truth and you know if there's no way the medical industry would believe you, consider that a compliment. Yeah, right. But the end is the result, right? And at, at the end, at the end of of their experience, you have a bad death. At the end of mine, if you get to the death part, uh, you have a good death. You know, it's always it all it's always positive, and it's always working with nature and working with who we are and what we are, not against it, but with it. And so, at the end of this bridge. This is so. So I started with the physical technique, like touch. You know, you're talking touch. Well, there's this technique. You know, you have the rubbing technique. You have this technique. So, so you're. I'm taking. I'm going through all these different phases of, you know, physical, and then moving to energy, lymphatics, things like that, craniofacial. You know, it's like uh, um, Doctor Still, uh, uh, Doctor Upledger, uh, who who came up with the Upledger. You know, he took that from Dr. Still and, you know, created, expanded that, which is a really great story if you ever want to talk about that. But he always talked about that within each one of us, 
um, is the inner physician. And he said, I don't, I don't ever want to see notes. I don't want, ever want to see notes on a person. I don't want to talk to the person. I want to get into that moment and be and find that inner physician within that person. And that's who I want to talk to because that person knows what's going on. The body knows exactly what it needs and it knows the body's way smarter than we are, way smarter than we are. We just don't know how to, as an example, we're not smart enough to figure it out in most cases. So <clears throat> when you get to, when I got to the end of the bridge, I was working on uh, my old boss um, from a place, uh, I used to work at the Lake of the Ozarks called Spa Shiki. And my boss loved my work. And so she was having some neck issues. And she said, well, you work? Will you work on my neck? And I said, sure. And um, uh, she she wrote some articles that that ended up being in the massage magazine. And and some of the articles always talked about our experience in in massage and that what we had. Her name is Ann Brown. She's she's uh, brilliant. So anyway, I was working on her neck, and um, and I could feel, you know. God's energy above my head, and I'm working. I, I'm working on her neck, and and uh, finally, I, I I looked up and I, I I just said, "Okay, God, she needs to feel this." And this was the final step to my bridge. And all of a sudden, I could feel the energy come through me, through my hands, and all of the muscles in her neck just relaxed. And without saying a word, she looked up at me and she goes, "Am I in heaven?" <laughs> I I died laughing. Because that was the final step, the complete step between the divine, the the physical, and going in and what you know that what that is capable of, and the connection, the relationship. Do you know what I mean? Putting it all together, it was it was a great moment. Um, but what was your question? <laughs> That's incredible. I just want to say again that you can really tell when you're talking how much you love people how much you love the connection with people and how much you uh, how much faith you have and like oh my gosh like it's it's incredible you just don't meet people that can connect in that way because like you said we kind of we're blocking ourselves off we're trying to be in control and so um i'm sure you have something to add to that so to go along with what you said, and I, I mean, I real seriously, there's so, so, so much. Really, there is. Eventually, it's all going to come out because I can't just sit here and hold this stuff. But anyway, you're right. You know, I talked about going out and meditating with the mountains and the stars, right? So how do I do that? It sounds freaking insane, right? It's crazy. But how do I do that? So what do I do? I go out and I look at the mountains and I go, God, you are so beautiful. You are the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And this love for me goes right out to the mountain. And then the mountain goes, I love you too. <laughs> and that makes the connection. And that's the, that's the difference. You know what I mean? The connection, what connects, that's what love is. Now, see, these new age people back in the 70s, they were all around love, 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 love. Love without truth does not get you anywhere. Truth is God. So you have to go, I love, and you have to accept that God is. I love the mountains. I love the stars. I love the sky. And it's that connection, that energy connection. Do you know what I'm saying? That makes it all happen. But it's the love. But you can't do it without truth. 
And that's the difference between like being doing some of these other things where they, they go for, oh, love, love, love. It's like, you know, love without God is infatuation. You know what I'm saying? Without truth. Absolutely. That's uh, a lot of great advice and uh, really inspiration and a testament to your faith. And I want to thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared thus far. You obviously have, uh, you know, we've been on Twitter spaces. I've heard you talk about a wide range of things in relation to this. And I always love hearing from you. And hopefully our audience has enjoyed hearing from you as well. Gave the first Thanksgiving address. They were Quakers. They were Quakers. What does Quaking mean? They did energy work. They did healing work. They know a lot about what I'm talking about. They did what I'm talking about back then. That's what they were about. That's what this cre this country was created on, founded on, of what we're doing now. And it's 250 years later or whatever. And we're, we still haven't found it. And I'm telling you, that, that's why I, I, I believe I had that connection to you know, Elder Brewster, who gave the first Thanksgiving address, because that's what they did. That's what this country's about. That's what was lost. That's what I need to bring back into humanity. That's what I, I believe I was I was born to do. Eventually, I'll get that minute. I'll I'll tell the world. And, and, and what it is, is that, you know, God absolutely exists. And the only way you can really find what I'm talking about, the only way you can see it, because you can't see it if you're on the outside, you can only see it if you're on the inside. And it's and it's like, like, like we were on spaces. Uh, I was on spaces, and I and I got into this battle with this guy, and I realized now what happened, you know. And he attacked me. Um, I was trying to get, deliver what you know my message from God was, which is to say God exists, and you know, you it now's the moment where we need to decide where we are going. What 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 side are we on? Do you believe or not believe? And he attacked me, and I and I came back at him really hard. And I realized it was because the divine, you know, that protection model within me um, that was trying to give this divine message noticed that I was being attacked from him who was sort of, who had given up his faith. And, you know, and then he told me his story. Um, and his story was, is, you know, it's like, uh, I grew up, you know, a devout Catholic and I, you know, and I, I did all these things and I believe with all my heart and I put everything into it. He goes, and then I went to Africa. And when I got to Africa, you know, there were kids that were starving and, you know, all this horrible stuff was going on. Um, and he said, you know, and that's when I lost my faith. And I thought, wow, God sent you to hell and you lost your soul. You weren't strong enough. It's understandable. I mean, nobody really probably expected you to, to not lose your soul. But without your soul being there, you can't see anymore. You can't see God's connection to things. And that's what the problem is. People can't see that connection. That's the message. That you can't see it if you're on the outside. You can only see it on the inside. And when you're on the inside, you realize that everything's a miracle. And God's connected and making everything happen. Without it, you can't even get out of bed. But you're not. you're too arrogant to... To grasp that you're too blind and that's what happened to him he lost his he lost his soul and he can't see anymore so he can't see any connections so he attacks me because i'm trying to deliver this message because he's stuck in hell you under, you see what i'm saying i did want to comment on your last um story and it's something that i have noticed more and more with public speaking with people mm -hmm. is they really conflate their problem with connecting to God 
um, because of humanity that has hurt them. When you talk about people that were involved in a church and the church wasn't being ran correctly or they're preaching false doctrine or it turned out to be a cult or um, the pastor or somebody in the church wind up hurting them physically, um, some type of abuse and things like that, that makes them wax cold to God. And I really try to point this out to people um, as best I can, just by apologizing that they were hurt by humanity and pray that they can reconnect and find a relationship with God. I try to include like, you know, no pressure and I'm not pushing God on you, but I want to let you know that I'm sorry humanity hurt you. There's going to be people in all aspects of our lives that that do the wrong thing to us but if we have a relationship with god we should be able to see the difference between what is god and what are people's demons people's demons do attack us and you really very much have to pray um and call out that these demons do not have the authority over you because you're a child of god and because you've accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior and rebuke the spirits the spirit of harassment if you feel like people are constantly being mean to you or or whatever it might be whatever is going on in your life you know he's an amazing he is the most amazing father we could have and so when you think about the father aspect think of the most beautiful perfect um most loving father and that is God. He loves you so much and he is so willing to forgive you for your sins. And he wants that relationship with you. You don't have to be um, in the mindset that everything you do is a disappointment to God. There is plenty of opportunities within the day to make God proud of you because he loves you so much and you can bring him pride and joy. It's not all... Um, you know, kind of doom and gloom or disappointment from God, which I think sometimes people have that very warped reality, you know, because God is the judger, correct? Right. But well, he is also the most forgiving and he loves you and he wants you to carry on that very honest, genuine relationship. And so in your hard times, in your happy times, in your sad times, in your lost times, all of these things, he wants you to have a beautiful relationship with him. And that's why we're also given a father here on earth is to kind of mimic that example. Um, not all fathers are able to accomplish that, but I can assure you that God is the most perfect father. And I hope that people turn to him. Absolutely. But a lot of times I think, uh, you know, people get on the emotional or mental side of that where, you know, they get trapped in the judgment and it's really not about that. And that's something else that it's about function and purpose. I mean, it flows or it doesn't flow. Do you know what I mean? Dysfunction or not, or function or dysfunction. And and that and those go along. That's where you have to take the the principles that also govern our body that also are, are in connection with that. So it's about if you see it about flow, it's not about judgment. It's not about good or bad or right or wrong. It's like is it working or not working? And if it's not working, what will work? How what are the things that I need to find that will open this back up and make it flow? Which goes back to what you were saying. Actually, if you take the the judgment out of it and make it more about function, is it functioning? You know, it has a series of energy anatomy where she overlays the tree of life and um, the, the, it was the, uh, the, the, the tree of life and, and some, um, the Jewish and the Catholic uh, version of the same thing. If you overlay them over the body, it lays over the, uh, the chakra systems also. And, and, and so 
when I started my journey, I was traveling, you know, from from Texas to uh, California. So it's a long trip. So I listened to her, you know, several series of her tapes, and they're amazing. You know how she connects the the body and those principles, you know, uh, and the divine, uh, and how they kind of relate to the to the energy and the gland system actually as well. Um, so Carolyn Mice or Meese or however you say it, um, she's a, a medical uh, intuitive who used to work with Dr. Sheedy Sheely Sheedy out of Springfield, Missouri, um, and he he was an MD that also did uh, alternative looked at alternative medical solutions. So he wasn't into, which is really great about Missouri because you had Dr. Still who was in Kurtzville, Missouri, you know, doctor, you know, all these great doctors who looked outside the box, you know, and, and it maybe brought some of this other stuff, you know, over the, the last hundred years, uh, they did some really great work, uh, too bad. A lot of it, uh, you know, like you get, you meet so many DOs and they end up becoming doctors, medical doctors, and they throw away these great techniques. And I'm like, why would you these techniques are golden man i mean this is the direction that we needed to go and you guys throw them out because you want to be a doctor you want to get into the allopathic medicine and it's like that that greatness is getting lost and that's another thing that you know part of what what we need to like you know bring back to life here anyway i wasn't trying to go over what you're saying but but try and you know show other avenues of, of their connection. But I think you're right on. I mean, I think what you said is great. Thank you. Yeah, it's it really has been a real pleasure talking with you. And I do hope our listeners find value in this conversation. Like I said, I'm a believer. And I think that there's so there's so much life. There's so many people that have experienced different things that life that have something to contribute. And so it's a up to us to be open and kind and be uh, willing to listen and willing to learn um, because you never know how someone's story is going to inspire you, empower yes. you, or ignite you into the next, the next great thing. I think that God is a part of all of us. And especially when we have faithful people and people that are believers, that God does speak through us. It's, it's kind of funny that I, I'm really uh, coming to coming into my own in that in that retrospect. There's a lot of times where I'm in spaces, and I'm going to be completely honest: is I get a little bit nervous with public speaking, just, despite having the podcast. Sometimes people are just better versed in a subject, and I feel, um, <sighs> you know, not as uh, not as equipped to contribute. So I'm more so asking a question. But as I'm listening to the conversation go on, um, there's plenty of times where I'm thinking and thinking and thinking about what I want to say. And I'm adding on uh, a train list of thoughts as the conversation is progressing. And then it's my turn and I open my microphone and I swear to God, my spirit starts talking. Nothing I planned on saying, nothing I thought about saying or anything like that. I have like maybe the first topic I wanted to comment on. Mm -hmm. xyz and then my spirit just starts talking and it's a beautiful thing and yes. i think some people get it and some people don't some <clears> people <throat> will and some people won't but the point is is being of uh, of uh, 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 being able to get that out and not being embarrassed or afraid of of what was said you know, because obviously it was on my heart it was something my spirit wanted to say and because there's so many deep topics happening right now i mean our world is in seemingly chaos but someone 
and and that's the thing is that I I think about all of those things. And so when it's my chance to speak, I don't want to contribute to the chaos. I want to tell people who the author of chaos and confusion is, and it's the devil. And the best way to be part of this spiritual battle against good and evil is to hopefully open your heart um, to your spiritual uh, to have a spiritual component and develop a relationship with your higher power and let them lead you because we don't need to be in control of those things. He will give us the instructions when we stop and listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we appreciate you being here and I hope you have Thank a you. blessed rest of your day. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.